Okay. Well, hey, everybody. This is Chris again. And we I have a really special guest. And I think you guys are going to love her. And um, well, out without further ado, um, Jen, would you introduce yourself and tell us, you know, um, you know uh, check in how you're doing today and just go into, you know, your recovery story. We'd love to hear from you today. Yeah. Hi, Chris. So glad to be here. Um, my name is Jen and I live um, here in the Northeast of the United States and in Michigan. And, um, you know, I, um, I was a preschool teacher. I was in early education for about 13 years. And, um, you know, I found a point, you know, in my um, healing where um, I really started to um, find healing in the arts, the creative arts, just the process of art. Mm. And from that, I've created um, some classes in my community called Creative Self-Care. Um, I have a teen art club and um, I have a, a class for young ones. Um, and it's just, I'm in the process of creating a um, group for survivors of abuse. So looking for the right um, partner for that. And um, yeah, I'm feeling really excited to be here and share um, parts of my story of healing with you. Awesome. You know, I, this is so interesting and I really love this process, right? Yeah. Um, because it, you know, it reveals a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, about individuals and about, you know, uh, others. I think we all connect with each other seamlessly <laughs> through the ether, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I love the way you use the term about creative arts. Could you speak more about that? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's the process of art. I found it as a language um, for healing. I'm a, I'm a writer. Um, I love to write and that's how I process a lot of um, my story and things that are feeling. Um, and then I just found that um, sometimes there are not words for what, you know, we're healing, um, what's going on in our healing journey. And so I found arts like, you know, movie movement and um, just creative with um, paint and with clay um, with markers, you know, drawing, you know, sometimes even just um, scribbles, you know, say a lot of things um, that my, it feels like my body has things to say. And, um, and so in my classes, um, although the ones I have right now are not survivor based, but I definitely encourage people to, um, you know, really tap into that creative side and um, kind of create childlike, you know, just mm. intuitively um, and just with um, playfulness, you know, rather than the outcome of it needing to be perfect. You know, perfectionism is a big part of my journey. You know, I used to think that art needed to be a particular way. Um, yeah. Needed to look like those gallery artists and, you know, um, the way I do the process of art really um, helps in that area. I love this. This is so wonderful, Jen. I got to tell you, you're really tapping into a lot of um, things that I've learned in, in grad school when I did my master's work. Um, I took this course called Expressive 
arts. Um, and it was wonderful because the instructor taught us how to um, use the same tools that you're talking about mm -hmm. uh, to get at trauma, right? Mm -hmm. In an indirect way. And it's really wonderful because certain bodies, um, uh, certain individuals do work on this. Not enough, mm -hmm. but certain ones who you know, are experts in this area. Um, and I gotta tell you, the expressive arts um, need to be used a lot more. I'm excited to hear about what you're doing. Can't wait to hear more about it as you're going along mm -hmm. because the clay resonates with me. Uh, the dance resonates with me. I love the writing. I do writing myself. Resonates with me. Um, how does that work with you? What have you found using those modalities that actually helped in your personal journey? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, currently right now, art um, is really become a part of my mindfulness practice, even. Mm. Um, you know, there's lots of times or I have this, I have a daily art practice that I do. Um, I just kind of bring out some, you know, color pencils or markers and paper. And, um, you know, sometimes it's as simple as maybe drawing an outline of my body mm. and I'm kind of doing like a body scan, um, and making mm. marks on my paper, you know, like if I have a headache, maybe my headache looks like some red scribbles, you know, mm. um, or just different kind of body sensations. Um, and I would say that's just a big part of my daily practice. Um, I also do, Sometimes I'll do like drawing of my breath, um, you know, as I inhale, mm. exhale, you know, I can make different swirls up and down or, you know, swirls. And it just really helps me. I would say art helps me become present to my body. Mm. Yeah. What, what do you think about that piece? I love this, this being present. Um, um, I love the, the concept of it. I love the actual application of being present. What is, what is being present in your moment do for you through your art? Yeah. I mean, I, I really feel like it would be best to answer that even just talking about what, you know, not being present is, you know, disassociation. Okay. Yeah. So because, um, you know, I've, I've had disassociation um, for many years. I didn't really know that's what it was. Um, and about a year ago, you know, I tapped into another area of healing. And what I found was, um, you know, there was just so much disassociation and, you know, that sensation of not being in my body was so um, apparent and I was able to define it, you know, and through a lot of work, through a paying attention to my body, um, you know, I would say, you know, I learned how to recognize those signs that I was dysregulated. I was missing those before. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's what, you know, a lot of the disassociation was, is not connecting to what my body was doing. Um, you know, and when I was able to notice my signs of beginning to become dysregulated, you know, my feet shuffle or my breath was a big indication. I would, you know, sh breathe very shallowly or hold my breath sometimes, um, you know, and what would happen is if I continued on that cycle, I would tip right into 
you know, um, flooding and disassociation and that kind of thing. And so I would say, um, you know, through paying attention, through art and through, you know, working with different mentors um, that kind of helped me recognize those kind of signs. Um, I didn't really know what living in my body felt like. <laughs> it's, it's a joy. It's, it's a joy to go, oh, that's, that's what that means, you know, um, listening to my body. So, and I, I'm feeling a lot more um, just joy and you know, um, I think sometimes there's that, um, that thing of you can't, you can't heal what you don't name. So, you know, mm. um, I've heard that many times, you know, from one of my mentors, um, Rachel Grant, of course. Yes. Yeah. And she <laughs> just, you know, it's so true. Um, you know, when you're not feeling your feelings and you're not in your body, you know, there's a whole nother, um, place of healing to look at. So it's, it's, you know, it's art, it's through art that I've been able to, um, you know, really feel more rooted in, in that. So. Oh, this is so rich. I, I really enjoy this. Um, and everything that you're saying, um, I got so many questions. So which one <laughs> shall I ask first? Well, okay. Well, um, if it's okay, could you compare and contrast you now juxtaposed to you before your healing journey. What was it like to live dissociate, disassociated, just juxtaposed to being grounded now and right? Oh yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Mm. You know, um, you know what kind of comes to mind for me is I was doing a lot of pretending and pushing through. You know, life would happen and I'd be like, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. Um, and I would just kind of shove it down and, you know, and it would come out in, um, eventually it would spill over. It would come out in such explosive ways. You know, um, I had extreme anger, you know, I would kind of throw these, I mean, I guess I could call them like adult sized tantrums, you know, of just um, everything spilling out from the things that I had shoved down. Um, I just felt like I was on this roller coaster of, um, you know, just not even aware of um, how I was behaving in relationships, you know, how I was showing up. Um, and, you know, and even when I did become aware, I just really thought it was other people. <laughs> mm. You know, I thought, oh, the world is being, you know, terrible to me. You know, why is everybody doing this? You know, and I would say about maybe about six years ago, I had this um, moment where, you know, I was angry with everybody in my life. Um, and, you know, it, I finally kind of went, oh, wait, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it's not everybody. It was kind of like a lightning moment. I was kind of at a low point and, um, you know, just kind of an intuitive voice of, you know, Hey, let's take a look at yourself. Um, you know, and then on the other side of that, that is kind of when I started my healing journey. Um, and, you know, now on the other side of that, um, you know, of course, yeah, I still get mad, still life happens, but, and I feel like I, um, I have a pause button. I can pause. I can say, all right, mm. hey, that was anger. 
you know, I can, and even if I can't pause in the moment, you know, I can go back and, you know, come with myself with lots of self-compassion of like, Hey, that was anger. That's okay. We can go clean that up, you know? Mm. Um, Whereas before I I would just avoid it all and just kind of push myself away from everyone. Um, Mm. Yeah. And so I would say as a result of that, of a result of being able, you know, before I wasn't really in a lot of healthy relationships. And I would say now I have so many more healthy relationships because, you know, I can, um, I can stay in it. (laughs) I would Mm. say, you know, I can, um, you know, have a relationship and trust relationships and trust my body and trust myself to know, um, you know, that I can regulate and that kind of thing. Oh, you, this is so much, and you know, I'm scribbling all these wonderful (laughs) notes. Um, I can't help myself, but the, 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 did you speak to the trusting your body piece? Yeah. I, I, cause I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm very intuitive. So I don't want to ruffle your feathers any, but I have, I have, I have feelings about that mm-hmm. with, and, and thoughts about the trust in, and trusting your body piece. I know with survivors, mm-hmm. a general theme um, would be not trusting your body. Right. Yeah. Uh, sure. So what is that like for you? now juxtaposed to before your healing journey Mm. yeah that is a really good question um yeah when I think about um where where I was before um I would say I trusted nobody or very little I had a lot of hyper vigilance Mm -hmm. you know I thought everything was a, so many things were threats. Um, and I would, you know, have a variety of, um, run away or fight. Um, you know, that's kind of what I think about in that kind of terms of trust. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say now I'm more in tune with, um, my intuition. I think intuition, my intuition has come up, you know, and, and, I think part of it is discerning between like, you know, a healthy fear and a fear of, um, that's more in the world of, um, an historical, I guess we'll just say trigger. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think it's, you know, figuring out what is, um, the truth and what is a lie that, you know, I can definitely get in, to those negative thinking, you know, that was, I would say that was of the past. Um, I was so much more entrenched in negative thinking, thinking that, you know, everything I did was wrong. Um, doing it right was, um, you know, such a big part of my life. And while I would say, you know, it, it still is, um, part of me, I would say it's, um, it's dropping off, um, fewer and far between, you know, it does pop up with some, in some areas, but not every Mm -hmm. area as it did before. So, so I'm learning to know, like, if I get it wrong, um, it's okay. (laughs) I, I, you know what, this is amazing. This is so wonderful. Um, rich material. I love this. 
I, I, I love the fact that you talk about, you know, quote unquote, you know, doing it right, getting it right. Mm-hmm. Um, allowing yourself the space, right. To not be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. To giving yourself that latitude, right. To say, Hey, you know what? I don't have to be this defined <laughs> piece. Yeah. yeah. I can color outside the lines if I want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, it, it came a lot from, you know, it was very hard earned. It came from um, taking risks, you know, mm. of like, oh, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to just do it anyway and see what happens, mm. you know. And um, I think the blessing of, um, you know, healing my brain and being able to be in healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, so that when I did go back, you know, and try those um, risks, you know, it was with healthy people and, um, you know, it was, it was very healing to know that, you know, I could make mistakes in those relationships and um, everything is still okay, or it can be cleaned up, you know, so yeah, you can, you can always go back <laughs> and say, Hey, you know what? I wish I would have. I mean, I've I've definitely gone, you know, back to my children, back to, you know, the relationships and said, man, I wish I would have known, you know, and here I am now. (laughs) Now, but this is amazing. I'm I'm loving what you're saying to me, because if I can tell you some things about me, Mm -hmm. um, not specifically, but in general, of course, I can't get specific. This is interviews for you. This is a you interview. But I I tell you what. (laughs) That piece resonates with me. Um, the idea that you have to be "quote unquote" so on on cue—it's mm-hmm. almost like a performance. Yeah, you know, the actors. I love that pretending piece that you mentioned. Also, mm-hmm. that living in that that fallacy, right? Um, that self-constructed world that you feel like you have to create in order to be safe, but it's all fake. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And transitioning from that to being authentic. I know there's a wonderful <laughs> Dr. Carl Rogers uh, talks about, you know, being an authentic human being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I love his approach and his thoughts about it. I'm curious about your thoughts about that authenticity that you now have Mm-hmm. juxtaposed to say before mm. yeah I would say it feels so good to be able to um you know be all the pieces that I am you know I am messy you know and I'm also very on point you know in things so I have strengths and I have you know vulnerabilities you know for sure And, um, I think, you know, like the biggest piece of here for me in in the authenticity is just that self-compassion, you know, of, um, Mm. you know, it's okay. Um, you know, and I would say my authenticity really helped me, um, go forward in my classes that I do my art classes, you know, Mm. I created for new classes in my community and, I just thought, you know what, I have something that is um, really special Mm -hmm. and is me, something that I know. Um, And so going out in the world and doing that, 
you know, taking those risks and learning through it. Um, it just feels good to know that this is something that, um, you know, a gift that I can bring to my community. So, um, yeah, it feels good. I feel really empowered. I would say. There you go. Yeah. There you go, girl. Feeling empowered, <laughs> feeling rooted, feeling grounded. Yeah. Um, knowing that taking risks are uh, in an appropriate way, right? Healthy yeah. risks are <laughs> safe um, and productive. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, I wish, you know, I, you know, thank God for Rachel. And I thank God for you and all of our community. Um, it's really tough. I remember uh, years ago. 20 years ago, say, Mm -hmm. um, when I just knew that I was losing my mind. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Yes. It was an inappropriate concept, really, because I wasn't losing my mind. I was not, you know, imagining memories or things like that. Mm -hmm. Stuff happened to me, right? Right. And it was real. And unfortunately, the adults in my life, one particular adult, uh, you know, my mom didn't really, I, you know, she saw things that she didn't really say anything about. It's almost like mm-hmm. discounting it or dismissing it. And I think people do that because they're afraid, you know, maybe there's something there to hide or for whatever reason, it's mm-hmm. like discounting some bad stuff. You know, when kids get into stuff yeah. and their parents like, you know, aren't necessarily attentive because they they have life to live life happens mm-hmm. all of a sudden child comes and says hey or you notice things about your child hey something's going on mm-hmm. you know i think that scares parents and they don't really you know respond in a way that's quote unquote healthy mm-hmm. and and nurturing it's almost like dismissive oh you'll be fine or that didn't happen or you don't know what you're talking about and all that kind of stuff. And it causes, you know, the person experiencing whatever, right. Be in our case, sexual abuse, it causes you to discount your own <laughs> experience. Do you have any, yeah. you know, thoughts about that? I mean, that's gotta be, I know for me, it was, well, okay, I guess I I'm, 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 Tripping, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna go about my business and and, and you push yeah. it down. You don't trust yourself anymore. You don't trust your intuition. Right. Something's wrong with me. Do you, you know, what your thoughts yeah. about that? Yeah, I mean, so common parents often don't have the capacity, you know, to deal with um, you know, or to understand what to do. And and so they avoid it and you know, and and a lot of times it feels like they blame, you know, the person who came to to talk about it, you know, for the, for bringing the trouble, you know, that definitely has happened in a lot of ways in my life. Um, you know, as far as my, um, you know, survivor story, um, I actually repressed memories, um, for many years. Um, I, I feel like I have always known, I didn't really, um, you know, I kind of just thought it was a dream or, you know, didn't, I just really avoided it for a long time. Um, and I just remember, I mean, I remember thinking pretty young that my parents couldn't handle anything that I had to tell them, <laughs> you oh know, so I, yeah. So I did not tell, um, when I was young, um, and it's really now as I'm older that I'm, um, you know, kind of 
really becoming more visible of, yeah, you know what, I'm a survivor of sexual abuse and, you know, here's how I'm healing. So, you know, I've really just acknowledged, you know, within the last uh, maybe six, seven years, um, you know, of the abuse and I'm kind of going through the stages of healing, you know, in that way. So mm-hmm. mm. how was it like to carry that Herculean, Herculean burden of, you know, my parents, I can't trust them with this, right? With the secret, mm-hmm. you know, with this information that I need to tell, but I can't tell. Some people can't tell and they don't, you know, some mm-hmm. people repress like you were saying. And it's like the telling really is in the body language, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it, it, I don't know. I don't, you know, what has your story been like as far as, you know, with regard to how you relate to other people and, and relationships and things like that? Curious about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I know a lot of the ways that I hit abuse. Um, I, I know that I, um, blamed myself for it, you know, thought I did something, you know, to, um, attract the abuse or to, you know, I thought it was my fault. And Mm so, um, in my life, I turned to perfectionism, you know, that was part of the nothing to see here. Everything's perfect, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, it was, it's always been very difficult in relationships because, um, you know, I would only let them see the perfect side. I thought that's what I needed to do, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and as I know now, there's so many sides to relationships. You, you can't really go very much deeper if, you know, you can't be that authentic, you know, I make mistakes kind of person. So. Does it scare you to death to, to become vulnerable? (laughs) Yes. So yes. Tell me about that. I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts. Yeah, you know, I find, um, I'll just say, for whatever reason, um, with women, I have a harder time being vulnerable. Um, Mm. My abusers were male, um, Mm. as far as in sexual abuse, but um, I've also have um, some experiences with women um, that, you know, were not healthy, and women who um, have left my life you know, due to, um, just not having the capacity to, um, you know, care to be in that kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I would say definitely, you know, women, um, it it can be hard for women for me to, um, you know, I'm a good listener. I'm happy Mm -hmm. to listen to anybody's story, Mm -hmm. to, um, share my own personal, feelings and thoughts and, and to be, um, express anger, Mm. you know, and sadness, um, Mm. for years, I didn't cry. I really, Mm. I really didn't cry. Mm. Um, maybe I would tear up. Um, but even at my grandmother's funeral, which I love her, loved her so dearly and missed her, um, you know, even crying was a sign of vulnerability, Mm. um, in my, in my life. So, you know, for many reasons. Um, I, I also had, um, or an alcoholic father who, um, Mm. you know, definitely compounded and added to, you know, the trauma from the sexual abuse. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I have those experiences as well. These, um, elements, right. Mm -hmm. Of 
not being in control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's that's a whammy because it 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 really, you know, creates a lot for me, a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and 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 then you tend to get caught up in that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, um uh, I call it crazy making, you know, <laughs> that that chaoticness that comes with yes. that. Yeah. Well, I would say as a parent myself, oh my goodness, you know, I really needed to have a lot of control of what, you know, my children were doing. And, you know, I would say my daughter, um, most of all, you know, dating was not an option. You know, I was like, no. (laughs) And of course, you know, teenage girls are like, yes, I'm going to date. (laughs) Yeah. So. Um, you know, so that was a turbulent time of just um, so unrest and, you know, and, and really, you know, speaking of my daughter, you know, that when she, you know, became the age I was when I was abused, um, I just really kind of saw that, you know, that control just come in closer and closer and closer. So, Mm. you know, in hindsight, in hindsight now, um, you know, I can see that. And we've had a lot of, you know, she's 24. So we've had a lot of healing conversations, you know, and just, I feel like that's so important to, you know, educate and to share, you know, um, this is generational trauma. My mother was sexually abused as well. Is that right? Um, Yeah. By her father. And, um, you know, it, it's, a you know, this is a generational, um, thing. And so, you know, while I didn't know, um, I didn't really, um, have all the reasoning of, you know, why I was protective when she, when my daughter was young, but, um, now I can have those conversations with her in hopes that, you know, when she has her own, um, family that, you know, she can change the culture in the, in, in her family. So, that's the, that's the hope and the dream, you know, I've got, I've got clients that, you know, tell me that they want to stop that, the trauma, right. Mm -hmm. To where it doesn't really impact their children. Like it impacts them. Mm -hmm. Has that been a focus of yours or uh, what is that like for you? You know, exploring those types of thoughts uh, regarding your healing journey and then with the, you know, with your children in mind, is there mm-hmm. any thoughts about that? Yeah, I would say um, pretty early on, I've always um, been an advocate, you know, and even stronger through my, early, you know, healing journey, um, an advocate in my community. I work, I partner with um, Care House of Oakland County, which is mm-hmm. a place that supports um, children who have been abused and families. Um, and I've had them, you know, I've scheduled, um, community classes and classes, you know, in my, um, art, um, world uh, where they come and they teach children about body boundaries, you know, Mm. that they know their body is theirs, you know, and so not only, you know, my own children, but my community's children, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I think being a preschool teacher in my community, was just the perfect platform for me to, um, you know, teach both boys and girls that it's okay to say, no, I don't want to hug, you know, to say, (laughs) 
you know, all these things, it's just become so important to me, you know, and I would say before I had never said the why, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I just kind of was an advocate and, you know, an ally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I'm kind of at the point of my journey where, you know, I'm sharing the why Mm -hmm. and, you know, along with it, you know, to many of the adults, you know, as we know, this is a very common occurrence um, in letting the adults know that, um, you know, trauma and sexual abuse, this is all the symptoms that um, come with it is not a life sentence. It can be 100% healable, you know. I went from not being able to regulate to, you know, in a low self-esteem and negative thinking to empowered and creating my classes and, you know, to really on this journey of embracing, embracing, you know, how fully human I am, you know, mm-hmm. and loving that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. healing is a hundred percent possible. So I think it's important to, um, advocate for both of those things. Yes. You know? Yeah, because we know if parents are healing and are healed, you know, they're going to pass that on to their children. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, you're you're 100% on target. I love what you're saying about the healing journey and passing that. I'm going to call it an inheritance (laughs) over (laughs) to your to your kids, because, yeah, that's something that you can't put a dollar sign on. No, no. And look at what'll happen. I mean, you know, you seed your children with that. Yeah. Healthy version of you. Mm-hmm. And those healthy uh, interactions, right? Yes. And, and we know that that's going to actually uh, see their children. <laughs> and it actually affects yeah. DNA. Your DNA, literally, yes. you're literally changing your DNA. Yes, yes. Well, and I would add to that, you know, definitely for their children and generations, but I see it even in their lives right now. My daughter Mm. is, um, you know, going through nursing school. She's a nurse Mm. extern, you know, yeah. And teaching her, you know, what trauma looks like, because, you know, oftentimes not all medical professionals know, you know, and, um, you know, so many times she's like, mom, I really believe this person has trauma and, you know, it's healing every time to hear, you know, the kind of care and understanding and compassion, um, she has for her patients, you know, Mm -hmm. because of, you know, things that I've shared with her, you know, and I, and I have another son who is a teacher, um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and a son that's an accountant, um, Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, in, in, and in their everyday life, um, I feel like the more that I share with them, you know, the more they understand, Mm -hmm. you know, um, something that they had never been exposed to before. So, yeah. Do you think your children are, have really developed that type of compassion because of your experiences? Has that been transferred, do you think, in some kind of way? Um, Just curious about that. I feel like, um, you know, I feel like I, um, you know, it through their adulthood is where I had been mostly doing their young, I would say their older teenager and adulthood, I had been doing the majority of my healing. Mm -hmm. And I think sharing my healing with them. 
I think that's that brought in this whole other view that they would have not other was had otherwise than you know maybe when they were younger like my mom's crazy but I don't know why (laughs) you know know (laughs) yeah you know where now I can say hey you know what you know yeah I had anger issues and here's why and here's what we can do about it you know so I think that's empowering for you and for your children and for their children uh you know and I, I got a laugh about what you just said, uh, and because um, you mentioned about, oh, my mom's crazy, and I don't know why, you know, <laughs> I I literally, and now I'll bring my mom, I love her so much, she, she passed, and we had a lot of unresolved issues mm. when she passed, and it was really sad because it was left undone, um, things that needed to be said weren't said, you know. And, and that kind of thing. And so it was, it was, it wasn't tidy, you know, her, her passing and what was left. I, I remember so many things that I wish I could have said, yeah. tried to say, mm-hmm. and for one reason or another, wasn't able to say, mm. um, and it created so many, I, you know, uh, roadblocks really mm-hmm. hurdles yes. um because while i was my mom was one of my abusers mm-hmm. and and so while i was trying to satisfy a need right mm-hmm. and my need was to get my mother to to love me <laughs> mm, got you yes that makes in sense. an appropriate way right mm-hmm. oh she loved us no doubt but it was always, you know, she was, I wouldn't say super controlling, but she did control a lot of things we did and stuff like that. And I thank her for it. She really tried to protect us as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But I think <clears throat> in that, you know, we became, I became uh, really kind of averse to risk. I didn't want to do new things because it, it was always, Mm-hmm. Something terrible might happen to you if you do X, Y, Z. Yes, yes. Seeding <laughs> that that fear, man, you know. And then, yeah. and then there's quite a few other things. Like I think she, you know, she and I were a lot alike. We even favor quite a bit. Mm. So I'm thinking, you know, she may have seen herself in me a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and all of that. I really know. I, you know, my mom's dead and gone, but mm-hmm. I do believe my mom was sexually abused. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it you know, mm-hmm. and going through my process, mm. I see a lot of signs mm-hmm. that we're talking about right now mm. from my mom. But my mom was born in 1940, and, you know, right. she just, back then, you just didn't talk about these things. You know, mm-hmm. to the day she died, mom, I love you. I believe my mom is here with me all the time. Mm. But I know that she was just angry and hurt, and yeah. nobody understood, felt misunderstood. Yeah. And it, you know, a part of me grieves for that loss, right? What yeah. could have been, what yeah. we could have had. Yeah. That type of thing, you know, you wish you could say you're sorry for stuff you said, mm-hmm. 
yeah. probably did. <laughs> yeah. Did answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, but that that piece is like for me, and I remember, you know, when she died, you know, and I was I remember going back to her grave, my brother and I, we went to her, put out flowers and stuff. And I remember laying on the ground. I actually it was another time I went up laid on the ground the, the grass still hadn't grown over the you know grave yet and mm-hmm. i laid there i planted some purple flowers mm-hmm. and i laid there on her grave and i cried like a baby mm-hmm. and i think that was the start of my healing journey mm-hmm. because i knew that there were too many things undone mm-hmm. And I didn't want to pass that on to my, you know, yes, my child. So I, I, you know, and I think that now this is going to sound hokey. This is going to be different. I don't know how you're going to say what you're going to think about this, Jen, but mm-hmm. might as well go here. Yeah, it's safe, without, safe space here. <laughs> without, without being religious, I do believe my mom is here. She knows what's going on. She's with me all the time. And we've done a lot of work mm-hmm. to heal a lot of things after she's been gone. Mm. Does that sound weird to you? No, I think, you know, I just love all the compassion. I just keep hearing all this compassion you have for your mom and understanding and just holding that both where, you know, yeah, you know, she did harm you and she loved you, you know, I think that's such an important stage of healing is being yeah. able to hold both. So thank you for sharing all that with us. Yeah. That's, I didn't expect that to come out, but it did. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> safe space. And I love that releasing you did, you know, yeah. on her grave. Yeah. I, mean, I really recognize that crying is releasing and it's so good and so healthy. Can I share one more moment with you? Please do. Yeah. Recently, I live on an island. It's really nice here. Galveston Island in Texas. Everybody come visit. It's a great place. Um, <laughs> I, it was, I was laying down, I was sleeping, and I believe it was my mom that woke me up. Mm-hmm. And it was like 6, 11 in the morning. It was a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of helped internally hurt this dialogue hey, why don't you go walk on the beach and see the sunrise? Mm. Huh. Okay. So I get up and my roommate's like, oh, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go see the sunrise. Mm -hmm. I hadn't done that since I've been here. I've been here about a year or so. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. I got up, got dressed, skipped on down the uh, uh, Mm seawall and sat on the pier watch the sunrise with all the birds and stuff. And there are a few other individuals out there <laughs> taking <laughs> pictures. And I took the most stunning pictures. That was some of the most peaceful moments I, I've ever had. And, and then I was going to walk down. I walked because everything's pretty close around here. And so I, I was going to walk back home one particular way. Mm-hmm. And I felt that same in a, internal dialogue again. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just walk down the beach i'm like oh. back back home because there are two ways i could have gone i could have gone down the seawall which mm-hmm. is right on the sea you know or i could have gone another route mm-hmm. so i was going to go another route and I was, 
why don't you walk down the beach? So I, okay. And I just walked down the beach, had my phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe 100 yards off mm-hmm. of the pier where I was at. Mm-hmm. I turned around and looked back and the sun was still cresting. It was just gorgeous. And I took my phone out and started videoing that. And guess what I caught? That. An orb right over my left shoulder. And I knew that was my mother. Oh, wow. And I was able to video a chin and I took pictures of it. Mm. It's on my Facebook now. I'll send you a copy. And it was the most wonderful moment. And I, 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 it was just so special. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Wow. That orb was not in any of the other. I took a lot of pictures that morning. Yeah. It wasn't in any other pictures. Uh, what color <laughs> the, was it? It glowed orange. Oh, wow. Yeah. Love it. A, a perfect sphere. It wasn't a glare. It mm-hmm. was a perfect orb just right over my left shoulder. Mm, beautiful. I love that image. I love yeah. How special. And how awesome that you really just listen to that intuitive voice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you definitely had a choice. You could have been like, nah, I'm going back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <Whatever. laughs> yeah. So I love that. It's such a so powerful. Wow. Yeah. I think the healing never really stops. Um even after death is really interesting. I think that that process mm-hmm. helped my mom heal. Yes. Yes. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I'm I think that that's super incredible to to feel that and to feel that closeness and yeah. to feel everything that, that entails. Your thoughts. I'm curious about what you think about all that. Um, yeah, I was wondering, do you ever have like conversations with your mom? You know, uh-huh. yeah, I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You you want to hear something else crazy? I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna just I'm grew up Baptist ordained minister and all that so i'm messing around now guys you guys won't believe this this is for everybody who's you know maybe super religious super baptist super you know christian or whatever jen but um i everything's not explainable i've come to that in my mind right um and i remember going to with my roommate a metaphysical uh conference about a month or so ago, mm-hmm. right here on the island. So mm-hmm. there was <laughs> there was this medium there, right? Mm-hmm. And she had students there. They were practicing and blah, 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 you know. So, okay, sat down there. There was about, I don't know, 30 chairs sitting sitting there in this, you know, this conference area. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to see who comes through. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And two people came through for me. My, my dad's father Mm. came through. And the way that happened was interesting. It was like uh, the the medium, the trainer, the medium, the lead medium was explaining, (laughs) hey, this person's got Wrangler jeans on and they're this, that, and the other. They got four, four grand, uh, uh, Four connections to Texas A and M. I'm thinking, huh? You know, yeah. 
I, I went to a Texas A&M school and my brother went to a Texas A&M school and I just named all the other people in our family gone. I'm thinking, what? And then there are more and more things that came out. It was very interesting. And I said, okay, so that was my, that was my grandfather, Papa Times, my dad's father. Wow. Yeah. And, and then we were just sitting there and I'm a lady thinking, okay, Papa Times died in 1986. I ain't heard, you know, this is amazing. So yeah. then it was towards the end of this session. I think it was like an hour and a half or whatever. And mm-hmm. all these people were in there with me and my roommate now sitting there and stuff. And then all of a sudden that medium said, there's somebody else that's trying to come through. Mm. <laughs> and she says, does anybody know anybody know anybody by the name of Jean? Mm. my mouth fell open and threw my hand up I said oh that's my mother Mm. (laughs) and it was and that whole thing came up and there were memories that my mother was sharing Mm. with the audience through this medium Mm -hmm. to me regarding specific events that happened in our life that I totally remember wow it was incredible yeah so I, you know, they're here. They're with us all the time. They yeah. see what we're doing. I know that they, they, you know, they, they pay. My, my roommate's funny. She said, it's like a gallery. We're, you know, we're like their entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they watch yes, us and wow. hang around and see what we're doing and, you know, check in on us and all that stuff. I, yeah. I think that's comforting. Yeah. And I think that's a big part, Jen, of, me healing i guess i'm being guided to say all this stuff because you know we've got people we you know have broken relationships with for whatever reason yeah and i think that that healing journey it doesn't end like a death you know what i mean yeah Yeah. i don't know that's my thoughts about it i'm progressing i'm a i'm a i'm a (laughs) Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, we're, we're still alive. We're still healing. You know, our journey's still here. We still have more, um, you know, to do. So that makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, you would have these opportunities, um, you know, to do that. So um, just love that. You know, as you're telling the story, I was just thinking of like, it just feels like such a nice blanket wrapped around, you know, so comforting too. Yeah, to know that, you know, these relationships can be, you can get said what you needed to say, you know, there can be healing. Death isn't the end of, right. you know, of our healing. Right. You know, so, yeah. Man, I'm, a, you I'm a, you're very welcome. Thank you yeah. for listening. You're, you are mm. a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, you know, I feel like there's, a lot of safety and vulnerability, you know, or, you know, there's, you know, being vulnerable, um, it takes a lot of courage and, yes. you know, you and I, you know, I didn't say this in the beginning, but you and I work together to support, you know, a healing community. And, um, you know, it's nice that we, you know, have this, um, safety between us that we can share these things. So thank you. Thank you. And I really, you know, I've enjoyed this this dialogue very much and uh yeah and uh, i i would love to do this again 
Yeah, I was thinking I have more stories to tell. We can do it again someday. <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. yeah, we could because uh, it would be uh, a nice uh, uh, thing thing to do. And you know, honestly, I gotta tell you, the and this is one of the reasons why I I, I like doing these types of podcasts mm -hmm. because they really help people. Um, yes. yes, hearing our stories, right? And yeah. and this the healing journey piece. Yes. And what's possible. Yes. And that it is possible mm -hmm. to heal. Yes. Completely heal. Mm -hmm. And to hear your story and to hear my story and to hear Rachel's story and to hear, you know, those things, people, that's, people don't get to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I um, was looking at different ways to heal, you know, in each area, that's what I do. I look for the people that have already done it to see if it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, reach out to your community, know you're not alone. And yeah. hearing other stories, I always um, can relate with something on some level. And it's just this feeling of, you know, collectively healing, you know, shame. It's that, you know, I've heard you say this before too, is, um, you know, when we're silent, that's when shame is grows. Yes. And the more that we talk about it and give light, um, you know, the shame disperses. So, yeah, thank you for this opportunity and to share with our, our survivors. So glad. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. And gosh, you know, yeah, we're going to have to figure out maybe before the end of the year, we can do another one. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk off off mic and see what happens <laughs> sounds good i'm game <laughs> well jen any any last words any last for this moment anyway in time any last words you want to share with everybody before we go mm, thank you um yeah i think just knowing um you know just hearing your story and um you know the parts i was able to share of mine i just am so present to um just how beautiful and how diverse um, this journey is. And just hearing that, you know, we don't have to stay stuck. Mm. That we can, there's, you know, even, even when a loved one passes and even when relationships end, we can still heal. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. That message. Wonderful. All mm. right, young lady, you have a blessed day and we'll, We'll end the podcast, but don't go nowhere yet. Hold okay. on. <laughs>